One guy, one troll. This is the Max Level Podcast. Welcome home. For the uninitiated, Max Level is a weekly breakfast powwow brought to you by RPGera.com. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this morning, making his Max Level debut. We talk about him often. You can hear about him weekly over at Blood and Destroyers and All Elite Wrestling Podcast every Monday. The king of Discord memes and trolling, it's Sev. Welcome to Max Level. Hey, I finally made it. Hi, Biz, I'm here. You made it onto Max Level. You made it. People know you actually exist. Yeah, I'm waving my hands in the air now. Hello, everybody. I finally got here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for joining me on the show this week, Sev. Kyle, unfortunately, unable to make it. He did pick up a couple extra shifts at work this weekend, so that took him out of commission. And we know how things are with Sean and Dan. So, Sev coming in, filling in the co-hosting seat for Max Level this week. Should be fun. Yeah, so um, anyone who's listened to Blood and Destroyers should know that weekly we, me and Brian give each other nicknames and memes. Um, so I'm going to keep up that tradition. And this week um, I've got Brian a meme for Max Level. Oh, no, because you just did one for Blood and Destroyers like an hour ago. I did, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm working double time this month. Uh-oh. You're going with Professor Brayton <laughs> and the Curious Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kyle on there as well. Yeah. It's so good. And if Kyle ever lets me on the media files, I've got an absolute stinker for him as well. Oh, no. Well, I, I, I have a feeling you'll be on the media files eventually. I have a feeling that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, he wants to take that risk. Oh, no. Special <laughs> shout out to Akam's Laser for a majority of the music you'll hear today during the show. Go check him out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed. And remember, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. You can head on over there, check out our tiers, see what we're doing. If you feel inclined, you can toss a, toss us a couple of dollars each month. I stumble through that every time I say it. I don't know why. Uh, if you don't want to, that's fine, too. Just listening is more than enough, honestly. As you continue to support us each week listening to the show, that's more than enough. Uh, but special shout out to current executive producers through Patreon, Jexax and Zanku. You guys are freaking awesome. Keep killing it. And uh, Sev... Yeah. You know what it's time for now. You get to get you get to experience all of the segments here as we do that. Yeah, which is I new get for to join you. in rather than just playing along at home and you never actually hear him. Absolutely, yeah. should be good. So let's jump into a little what's new with you. And as we get to the new releases that we're talking about this week. I'm going to kick things off by saying I've been playing a lot of stuff this week, Sev. I've been putting a ton of time into games this week. I did finish Yakuza 3 Remastered Mm -hmm. finally. Um, I tried to start up Crossfire X to see if it was as bad as everybody was saying it was. Did did you know you have to buy the campaign? No, I did not know that. (laughs) So I loaded up Crossfire X's Game Pass version, and it looks like the only thing that's included in the Game Pass release is the multiplayer. So the campaign was locked, and I clicked on it, and it took me to the store page, and it said, with Game Pass, the campaign would cost $8.99 to unlock. I chose not to unlock it and uninstalled Crossfire X. Yeah, I think that's a wise decision. I did see some people saying, oh, there was no campaign mode there, but I didn't realize it was locked behind a paywall. Yeah, it's locked behind a paywall. Really, really interesting choice. Mm, So I I uninstalled it. I deleted that. Um, What else did I play this week? Oh, I also played... I've been playing the medium Okay, yeah. because I'm trying to finish that before it disappears off of Game Pass. Its last day on Game Pass is the 15th, Tuesday, the day the the, the day the show posts. Yeah, so I have two days to finish it. I think I have three chapters left, so I will finish it likely tonight after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I will finish it because I will watch the Super Bowl tonight. I'm I'm excited. I do hope the Bengals win. It's time for an Ohio team to win the Super Bowl once again, Sev. It's going to happen. Did I put money on them then? Uh, Probably not because they'd probably lose. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it because they'd probably lose at that point. But um, the game that I want to talk about here and the one that I have put a few hours into, I did recently sign back up for Gamefly. Yep. So there are a lot of games coming out over the next two months that I want to get to. And I'm not going to have a ton of money to buy everything. 
I am getting ready to move in the middle of April once again, so I'm going to be saving a majority of my money for that. But there are certain things that I'm going to have to buy anyway. Like, I'm going to end up buying Horizon Forbidden West on Friday because I want to fucking own that. I'm also going to end up buying Elden Ring next week. But those are the only two games I'm actually buying for the time being. I'm probably going to skip over getting Gran Turismo 7 for now. I will get that eventually, but not right away. Uh, I'm game flying Dying Light 2. I game flied, or I am planning on game flying The King of Fighters 15. I likely will game fly Babylon's Fall, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. Like, I'm going to end up renting a majority of the stuff over the next two months just to help me save money for my move. So signing up for Gamefly, they gave me an introductory thing. I think I got three months for 20 bucks or something like that. So it's going to work out perfectly for, for this time period. But because of that, I did rent and I signed up the day before Dying Light 2 came out. So I luckily was in time to get it through the mail. I think I got it on, let's see, Dying Light 2 came out on the 4th. I think I got it on Monday the 7th. So I've had it now for about a week. I've put maybe five or six hours into it so far, and I'm not enjoying it nearly as much as I was the first game. So from what I've seen of it, there's a lot of it's, it's very buggy um, and doesn't quite deliver on the uh, the promise of uh, your actions changing the world in a massive way. Is that right? Have you seen that so far? So that's sort of what I've encountered so far. Yeah, it doesn't seem like any of the the quests or the the decisions that you're making within the open world are actually affecting anything. Mm-hmm. And it is a pretty buggy mess. There are some issues with it. Uh, specifically, you know, I'm, I'm having issues with the parkour and and running and trying to navigate through through certain obstacles. And, you know, the parkour is such a major component and mechanic to Dying Light. And I think that the first one nailed the parkour so mm-hmm. well. Um, this one here, it feels like it's struggling a little bit. And that is unfortunate because I really did love the first Dying Light. I thought it was a formula that just worked out well. And it was super scary. And you didn't want to be caught outside at night in the first Dying Light because it was it was a trip. If you remember, if you played through the original Dying Light in Dying Light 2, I never feel like I'm actually in danger either. Okay. Like the the enemies, the zombies, they're fairly easy to get through. Now, there are some challenging ones, right? As you come, as you progress through the story, there's going to be interesting encounters yeah. and not everything is going to be a cakewalk. But most of the encounters and most of the situations you find yourself in, I've not really struggled. And and that's been also disappointing because that's what I loved about the first so much is that you always felt like you were in danger. You always felt like you were going to die. And actually, that's what I liked about Days Gone so much, if you remember, was that the way that the horde mechanic worked in that game with the zombies, you always felt like you were in danger if you started combat. Here, when I start combat, I might be taking on four or five zombies with my baseball bat, but I'm going to get through it just fine without taking any damage. Almost nine times out of ten. But and that's not as fun to me. No, so um, I played I played a fair bit of Dying Light 1, but um, the nighttime experience in Dying Light 1, I'm not a horror game guy, and uh, I would... I and would... see, I am. I love horror aspects about games. Like, I'm super excited to play Martha is Dead later this month because now it's censored on the PlayStation and I want to fucking know why. I'm so excited to play that game. I love horror games. Yeah, so um, I picked, I, I played a little bit of Dying Light. Um, the nighttime stuff scared me a lot, so I kind of put it down. But then I picked it back up later on when it was in its like complete form with all the expansions. Um, and with the state Dying Light 2's in, I think I might do the same. I might just wait until the complete version comes out in a year or two at a discounted price, and I'll have a go then. I think that's a smart choice, and and I think that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. I don't know that I'm going to finish Dying Light 2 this time around. I might, because I have a decent amount of time with it still. So I was looking at the new releases on Gamefly, and I I signed up for the two games out at a time, so right now I just have Dying Light 2, and when King of Fighters comes out on the 17th, that should likely ship, so I'll have both of those out at the time. I will send Dying Light 2 back first, but I don't need to send it back until 
the end of next week in prep for Babylon's Fall on the 3rd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll probably end up mailing Dying Light 2 back on Wednesday the 23rd just to ensure that it's back in time. So I theoretically have about a week and a half left that I'm going to start chip or I'm going to keep chipping away at it. And if I, you know, I, I, I'm not focusing a ton on the side stuff. I probably will just tend to focus on the main story and I might end up finishing it. I don't, do we even know how long the game is? Well, I know they came out and said something stupid like there's 200 hours worth of gameplay or something. No way. Not going to happen. Yeah, but I think that's literally like every collectible, every sort of replay the game and get different endings. So how long to beat.com? has completionist at 93 hours 93 hours but it has just the main story at 22 hours and if i'm five or six already that's a possibility i might be able to finish the main story just focusing on main story if i don't get frustrated in the process fair enough so that is a possibility i may but with me still playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, mm-hmm. with me wanting to finish the medium before Tuesday, I already did fire up Yakuza 4 Remastered nice. to get started in that because I'm trying to get through all the Yakuza games in time before those leave Game Pass. Um, and obviously Horizon Forbidden West comes out on Friday. And I know once that releases, I'll never touch Dying Light 2 again. Yeah. So if I don't beat it by Friday, I'm likely not going to beat it. Yeah, there are better things to play, especially in the state that it's in. So. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see how I end up liking Dying Light 2 as it goes on. Right now, I think it's a fine game and I think it's enjoyable, but I don't think it lives up to what Dying Light 1 was Mm -hmm. for an experience. And I don't know that it ever was going to because that game was so unique and special when it released and with with the, you know, the different mechanics. Mm And they tried to improve on that, and in doing so, you didn't really need to improve on it. You just needed to just give us more content in that world yeah, yeah. for the most part. So um, that's my thoughts on Dying Light 2. We'll see if it changes. But for now, I'd probably say if I was if I was scoring this, I would probably give it a solid 7, yeah. maybe. Maybe somewhere in that area, but who knows. Seth, <laughs> um, since you were going to be on the show, I also asked you to download a game that I also installed through Game Pass, and I started playing through it over the past few days. And that one is Edge of Eternity. Now, Edge of Eternity was an early access on the PC for the last like year and a half or two. I know Techie Geek has been following along with this one as well since it's been an early access. Um, it's a game that I've been keeping an eye on. It's a small studio, and they're making this in the style of like a turn-based JRPG that follows the Final Fantasy active time battle system, but that it looks more, or at least attempts to look more modern in in the way that the presentation of like something like Final Fantasy 15 was mm-hmm. done. So how much time did you spend with Edge of Eternity before we sat down to record? Uh, so I think I spent just over an hour with it. Okay, so I'm about at like the three-hour mark, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. Okay. Um, what are you thinking so far initially on Edge of Eternity? So um, there's right at the, when, the, when the game loads up, there's this little splash screen, and it says something like, we are a small developer, but because it loads so fast, I never get a chance to read the rest of it. And I think... Uh, I don't know if you've read it, if you managed to read the whole thing. I think it's some kind of... I have not. <laughs> that's it. I think it's some kind of, we're a small team, please bear with us. This There, there will yes, be issues. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But all given that, like, there's, there's some real jank in this. Um, there is. There's, a, there's some control issues. There's some character model issues. Um, there is some jankiness involved. But underneath the jankiness, there's a pretty solid foundation for for an RP for a JRPG from a studio that is relatively unknown. Yeah, so I uh, I, I was playing this earlier on before we started recording, and I I think the first thirty minutes I I thought were quite painful. Um, and I I sent you a message, and I was like, hurry up, let's start recording, save me from this. Um, but I played another half an hour or so, and it, it did get a bit better. Once it sort of opened up, I liked it. Once you start able to explore the world, you can start, like, finding, you know, the potions and, and items that you're normally able to in, in a JRPG, walking around by the stuff that's shining, and you can yeah, pick it yeah. up. Uh, once it actually becomes a game, it's fairly fun. Now, the first 30 minutes, as you were talking about, is relatively story-heavy, and 
dialogue heavy. And I think that might be where Edge of Eternity is currently struggling the most is within its dialogue. Yeah. So um, this is a slight sm- uh, spoiler, but it is in the first 10 minutes. Um, like you're introduced to this band of four people um, and uh, something happens and they go outside and then this this monster appears and it sort of teaches you through the tutorial that you should um, sort of place your party arrangement so that your magic healers and your magic users are at the back and people are in front of them so to the to keep away to like to deflect to keep them safe and then yeah. within like two moves this robot thing just fires <laughs> missiles over the top of your guys um and they kill that character and you're like oh shit she's dead like so that's so so what i did didn't matter yeah yeah exactly um so that was like okay you, you taught me that but then that didn't matter they died the fight ended and no sort of oh my friend's dead they were just like yeah we need to keep moving um, and then within the first fuck her, time to move on. <laughs> within the first ten minutes, the other two members of this party die as well, and you're like, okay, was was I supposed to care about these people? Um, I I don't I haven't really grasped like what's actually going on in this game. So the first thirty minutes were real tough to get through. Um, and from what I understand, this is actually main story only, about a thirty to forty hour experience. Okay. So it's fairly lengthy, and my hope is that this is going to as as i've noticed as i kind of progressed a little and i don't want to spoil anything in case you are planning on sticking with this i don't want to give any spoilers away but you will get introduced to some other characters Mm -hmm. that i feel like were a little bit better off than than what we had initially and my hope is that some of the areas that will progress to really feel open and explorable to the point where i could get lost in this jrpg because even though there is some jank, even though there is some issues with the dialogue, I tend to still enjoy JRPGs that rank on Open Critic or Metacritic in like the fives and sixes. And that's about what Edge of Eternity is coming in at right now. It's in like the mid 60s, I think. Okay, so I'm, I'm willing to give it a bit more time. My hope is that they just slow down with the storytelling a little bit. Like they, they bum rush the first part of it. If they give us, if they just ease it off a little bit and the, the story starts to slowly get in so that I can keep up with what's going on, then I will probably stick with it. Do you know what this game reminds me of a lot, Star? ocean yeah so obviously star ocean is more action oriented in that Mm -hmm. it doesn't follow the atb system that final fantasy tends to for at least some of the releases but this feels like a fusion of of final fantasy and star ocean especially because it's when you know when the game starts out we see all these starships flying towards a planet and i i I mean it, it feels like as we progress there might be even some space exploration in edge of eternity okay that'd be cool that would be really cool so I am hopeful that this game ends up turning out to be something cool. Um, and it does seem like the studio is committed to continuing to fix things and working on it now that it is officially out. Yeah, it's yeah. no longer in early access, right? It is officially released, but they do know there are still some issues because they are still a small team, but they clearly felt like it was in a state that it was playable enough. And and I think I agree with that because I am getting through it without too many issues. Yeah. There are jank, right? And, I, and I'm not a huge fan of the dialogue. But it is what it is. I'm still enjoying it for for a JRPG experience because we don't get a ton of those. We don't get a ton of those right now. No, and it is on Game Pass, so that does give it. And it is on Game Pass, so there's sway. not really. I didn't pay fifty quid. Yeah, for there's it. not a not a monetary barrier. Yeah, you get in for free. Yeah, if I'd have paid fifty pound for it, then um, I think I'd be a little hacked off at what I was getting. But as soon as it's on Game Pass, same thing with Crossfire X. If we would have paid for that, whoo man, I'd have been mad. Right, right. I would have been mad. That's the beauty of Game Pass. Not everything's going to be a winner, but some of those average games like Edge of Eternity end up being pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We will see. But, uh, damn, I think that's already going to bring us to the close of what's new with you this week. We don't really have a ton of what's new with us this week, do we? We've been, uh, you've been playing some Pokemon Legends Arceus. I do know that the episode that uh, Kyle and I recorded last week hasn't been posted. It will be up before this episode is. It'll likely be up the day that you and I are recording this. I'll probably work on it some during the Super Bowl and get that uploaded and finished. But uh, I, I did talk about Legends Arceus. Are you enjoying that as well? I, yeah, it's very chill. It's still, um, yeah, I got myself a Pikachu. I'm not a shiny hunter. I'm not into the meta. I'm not into EVs or IVs or whatever that is. I just like running around. I just yeah, play. Catching some monsters. Yep, I just and- play and uh, building a team that way. So yeah, I'm, I'm having fun. I put about five or six hours into it so far. Um, okay, so I'm a little bit ahead of you there. Are you, are, I'm in the Crimson Mireland still. I'm in that area. 
Um, but I have been kind of taking my time. I just hit four stars in terms of my ability of research, I guess. Yeah, so I've just got to the Crimson Mylands. I think I'm on three stars. Um, yeah, so you're catching up to where I'm at. I think Frank, he did finish he the did, game yeah, over yeah. the last week. He's a, he's at the eight-star mark, so I think you can finish the game around that okay. point. Um, but I did make some trades with Frank as well, which is ten, that tends to be what we always do in Pokemon yeah. games. I sent him a bunch of shit Pokemon, and he sends me a bunch of powerful Pokemon that he catches late in the game, and then I just go in and wreck the rest of oh, the okay, game. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> maybe, maybe Frank needs to hook me up then so I can uh, finish it. From the game. Yeah, you need, to, you, need, you, need to get, you need to get hooked up with yeah. Frank just to get some, some powerful Pokemon because he... He's got a fucking, you know, he's going for a complete death. He does owe me for a trade we did a while ago, so. There you go. There you go. Time to get involved. (laughs) All right, man, but let's go to a little, and this is your first ever. Everything's your first ever here. This is kind of exciting. I'm excited to see how you handle this. Let's jump to a little Sean Waltman lightning round. All right, Sev, you know what that means. It's time to put 10 minutes on the clock. It never usually takes that long. We'll go back and forth. We will get through the news this week. Now, this is not all the news this week. A majority of the news this week tends to center around the Nintendo Direct, which happened this past week. We are covering that for our main discussion a little bit later on in the show. This is everything else. The lightning round begins right now. Rockstar Games has officially confirmed for the first time that development on the next Grand Theft Auto entry is quote-unquote well underway. (laughs) So we have been living in a world where Grand Theft Auto 5 has existed now for nine years. It'll be 10 years old in 2023. Mm -hmm. By the time Grand Theft Auto 6 releases, it'll be well over 10 years old because GTA 6 is not coming before 2024 or 2025 at the absolute earliest. Nope, nope. But everybody was wanting, you know, confirmation that the next Grand Theft Auto is being made because people were scared that we weren't going to get anything after GTA 5 and GTA Online. And at least this confirms that Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming, but... I still don't think that's Rockstar's next game. I don't. Okay. And I don't think Red Dead Redemption 3 is next either. I really do feel like Bully 2 yeah, is Yeah, they're next. not going to move. I feel like all, all the rumors, all the smoke, everything that's been leaked on that, uh, there was supposed to be a reveal for it at the Game Awards, I think, that never ended okay. up happening. That game is out there. That game is somewhere. We will see it eventually. Cool. Activision has revealed that the next Call of Duty game is a sequel to the 2019 released Modern Warfare and will launch alongside a new Warzone experience. Both design from the grind up on a new engine by Infinity Ward. Um, Ooh, how exciting is this? Brian, you said you ordered these, so I get to say the exciting ones, but I am not excited about this at Mm -hmm. all. You're not excited about this. Why aren't you excited? I thought you you would be like, Dan, me and you now, we can get in there. And and, No, I knew you wouldn't care, but (laughs) I I had to put this somewhere. I had to put this somewhere uh, because it is a big deal, Mm -hmm. I think, that Warzone not only... Call of Duty, but Warzone is getting redesigned from the ground up on a new engine. I think that's actually smart. That's probably needed at this point. It is a good idea to keep the game fresh after every couple mm-hmm. of years. And I feel like Infinity Ward is the best studio to do that out of everybody that makes the Call of Duty games for Activision. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This this should be the last time Activision is in control of the decisions for Call of Duty, though, right? Because next year it'll be all Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. True, true. And speaking of that, in Call of Duty and Microsoft, the vice chairman and president, Bradford Lee Smith, stated last week that it and the other popular Activision Blizzard titles will continue to be available on PlayStation beyond existing agreements already in place. He also stated that Microsoft is interested in getting franchises like Call of Duty back on Nintendo platforms. So they have no intention of locking anything up that they got through the Activision Blizzard deal to just Xbox. They will still continue being on PlayStation and maybe even Nintendo platforms, which is kind of yeah. Cool. It all makes sense. To be fair, like we can we can push forwards, uh, come play Call of Duty on Game Pass for free. But those people who won't budge and won't buy an Xbox can still pay seventy pound and get it on PlayStation. So money makes money. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it would be stupid of Microsoft to Mm -hmm. do that. Like, you know, anyone that has an Xbox or a PC is going to play it via Game Pass. 
But there's going to be a shitload of people that don't have an Xbox that still want to play Call of Duty on PlayStation, and they're going to yeah, buy it. Exactly. So why wouldn't you want to make the extra money that way? Exactly, exactly. Right, this one is for me. Uh, Nippon Itchy Software and NIS America have announced that Disc Sky 6 complete for PC, PS5, and PS4. It will release sometime this summer. Disc Sky 6 complete includes all the characters and cosmetics, downloadable content, content that followed the release of the original Disc Sky 6, Defiance of Death destiny and it's the first disguise game to appear on a ps5 so are you gonna get this yes absolutely 100 percent um i learned a while ago not to buy stuff that's not nintendo own if it comes out on switch and i should probably wait um and this was one i was waiting for um i did so you didn't you didn't play defiance of destiny originally you were waiting for the complete so i didn't know because i got paid a few days after the game came out and the reviews had already dropped and said it wasn't that great and it was a bit stuttery so i thought i'd just wait um when civilization 6 came out and it was just for switch i was desperate to play it um and then eventually i buckled and i brought a switch and i went and played full price for this civilization 6 and then not even two days later sony state of play and they announced it was coming to ps4 so I uh, threw my toys out the pram. I learned my lesson and I was like, I'm just going to hold off. Like this will come to PS4 eventually. Um, and here it is. So I'm very, very happy about this. You just got to get a PS5. Yeah. You got to get a PS5. Play that Disguise 6 complete the way it's meant to be played. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't know if I'll pick this up. I don't know if I'll pick this up. I didn't play Disguise 6 Defiance of Destiny either after the reviews. Um, I may end up getting this. I'm curious why this isn't coming to the Switch. Why the complete version is not coming to the Switch. So... Interesting. Interesting mm -hmm. choice. Uh, Square Enix is set to host a near Automata 5th anniversary live stream on February 23rd at 6 p.m. Japan Standard Time. That's 4 a.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Seb, that would be 9 a.m. your time. The Casual Talk live stream will look back on the past five years as well as announce some sort of new information. There will also be a giveaway and more. So obviously I'm most interested here in whatever this new information ends up being. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe maybe something in the Nier Automata universe, but I'm sort of hoping that it's an announcement for something new for Nier entirely because I think it might be about time for us to get an announcement for what's next in the Nier universe. Is there a Nier mobile game or has that already came out? Um, I think there is a, a, a for iOS Android version. I don't know if it's been released yet or okay. not. I hope that's not all it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would, that would suck. suck. That would absolutely suck. Right. This one's a mouthful. <clears throat> Developer Primal Game Studio and publisher Marvel Marvelous Europe have announced side-scrolling action RPG Mangdaroga for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series. A release date was not announced in Mangdaroga. <laughs> <laughs> Mankind has surrendered the world to the monsters. People hide away behind the walls of brick and palisades of ignorance. I can't read. Um, constructed by their leaders. Joy and delight are coveted jewels out of reach of the masses. This is not the world you were promised. Travel by night and take it back. Journey through a world in decline, slowly falling prey to the damaging effect of entropy. Fight against vicious enemies, challenge unique, deadly bosses, meet new allies, enemies, and every shade in between, and make, a har and make harsh moral choices. There are many paths worth taking. Choose yours. This game seems yeah. cool. Mandragora. Yeah, this game seems really cool. Um, Side-scrolling action RPG. I love the art style here that they're mm -hmm. going with. I gave this to you because it's Marvelous yeah. Europe. You know, over there. Over there in your, your neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, right about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere over there. Yeah, this game seems cool. I, I, I am definitely intrigued by it. I want to see more. It could end up being fun. This one might be worth watching. Who knows? Uh, we do have a couple release dates and delays to confirm. RPG Time, The Legend of Right is releasing on March 10th. Conan Chop Chop is releasing on March 1st. And Salt and Sacrifice is releasing on May 10th. That should be exciting. Uh, we have one delay. The Cruel King and the Great Hero, which is another NS American mm -hmm. title, has been delayed until March 15th. I'm excited for that. That's the kind of sequel to The Blind Prince or The Blind, whatever that one was called. The, yeah, the, yeah. The Blind King and, and something, something. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was called. Princess, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. It was. It released like two, two or so mm -hmm. years ago. I loved the art style of that game. It was super fun and enjoyable. I will likely play through the Cruel King and the Great Hero as well at some point. It will be. It looks like just the same art style and the same yeah. team. So I'm pretty excited for it. I'm sad it got delayed, but at least not a huge delay. I think it was only like two or three weeks. So it's not terrible. Nice. Not terrible. 
But that is the end of the Sean Waltman lightning round this week. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. And Sev, you know what that music means. It is time for the new release roulette. We have one, two, three, four, five games to go over this week. I think this is a pretty strong week in terms of games releasing. I'm very excited. Honestly, I'm excited about all five of these in their own individual ways. So let's get to these. Game number one coming on Monday to PC, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch, and it will be playable via Xbox Game Pass, Infernax. Infernax is the adventures of a great knight who returns to his homeland only to find it plagued with unholy magic. While on your quest to find and destroy the source of this corruption by any means necessary, you will face ruthless creatures, dangerous beasts, and precarious terrains. Reviews have already been hitting for Infernax, and they seem pretty good. It is an 8-bit style game. Uh, it looks really fun. Let's see what it's currently sitting at on Open Critic right now. Infernax is at an 81 currently, based on 16 reviews. Yeah. So again, it's on Game Pass. Why not? It looks fun. It looks like a lot of fun. Game number two, also coming on Monday to Nintendo Switch, it's River City Girls Zero. River City Girls Zero is an updated English edition of Super Famicom title Shin Niketsu Koha Kunio Tachi no Banka. I think that's how you spell that. It is the first title in the Kunio-kun franchise to feature Kyoko and Misako in action. Kunio and Riki are falsely accused of a hit and run. Thrown into a juvenile detention center for a crime they swear they did not commit, Kunio and Riki must escape incarceration in order to find out who was really behind the hit and run accident. I can't wait to play yeah. this. I'm, I'm... I love the original River City Girls. I'm super excited for River City Girls yeah. 2. And I love that they're doing this Zero, which is basically an updated version of a Super Famicom title that never released in English. Super fucking Yeah, cool. I'm right there with you, Brian. I'm, I'm hyped for this. And we get some new music by Megan McDuffie in River City mm-hmm. Girls Zero, which is always yep. a pleasure. Always a fucking pleasure. Game number three, coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, and Xbox Series, it is The King of Fighters 15. Since its debut in 1994, the King of Fighters fighting game series has been driving the world to excitement with its appealing characters and unique game system. Six years have passed since the last title in the series, and now KOF 15 surpasses all its predecessors in terms of graphics, systems, and online experience. So the King of Fighters is generally a really solid and fun fighting game that I always get into. I've played a majority of them. I love the shit out of 14. I even reviewed 14 for LebanonGames.com, now RPGera.com. Um... I can't wait to play through 15. I will put a ton of time into this. Again, Gamefly, of course, but I will play a lot of King of Fighters 15. Nice. Can't wait. Game number four, also coming on Thursday to PC, and it will be playable via Xbox PC Game Pass, Total War Warhammer 3. The cataclysmic conclusion to the Total War Warhammer trilogy is coming. Rally your forces and step into the realm of chaos, a dimension of mind-bending horror where the very fate of the world will be decided. Will you conquer your demons or command them? So I generally enjoy the Total War games. I think they're pretty fun. I tend not to play any of the Warhammer games. I've tried playing a few of them and they never grasp me that well. But I think a Warhammer Total War style game is going to intrigue me, especially because it's on Game Pass. I'm going to install it and give it a shot. Yeah, I'm sure for all the people who love Warhammer, like this is this is a great get. Um, but Total War and Warhammer are both things that are outside of my wheelhouse. So I've, I've got no real dog in this fight. Yeah, which is understandable. It's not for everybody. Definitely not for everybody. Our fifth and final game this week coming on Friday to PS4 and PS5. It is Horizon Forbidden West. Join Aloy as she braves the Forbidden West, a majestic but dangerous frontier that conceals mysterious new threats. Explore distant lands, fight bigger and more awe-inspiring machines, and encounter astonishing new tribes as you return to the far future, post-apocalyptic world of Horizon. The land is dying. Vicious storms and an unstoppable blight ravage the scattered remnants of humanity, while fearsome new machines prowl their borders. Life on Earth is hurtling towards another extinction, and no one knows why. 
It's up to Aloy to uncover the secrets behind these threats and restore order and balance to the world. Along the way, she must reunite with old friends, forge alliances with warring new factions, and unravel the legacy of the ancient past, all the while trying to stay one step ahead of a seemingly undefeatable new enemy. I can't wait. <laughs> Definitely my most anticipated game this week, for sure. Um, once this comes out, this will be all I play till Elden Ring releases. And my hope is that because Elden Ring comes out on the 25th, this comes out on the 18th, I have a week. I'm off that weekend. My hope is that I will finish Horizon Forbidden West before Elden Ring comes out. Nice. So um, everyone I know who plays video games is super hyped for this. Um, As you should uh, be. But yeah, I have to keep apologizing because I never finished the first one. So I'm probably... Because you suck. <laughs> I do suck. That's why I'm not usually... That's why they put me on the wrestling podcast, not the gaming one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Where's Visualty? We need him on the show. He plays games at right. least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to this eventually. I'm, I'm not jumping. Yeah. You better. Right. You better. And reminder to everybody, remember to purchase the PlayStation 4 version because it is fifty nine ninety nine. The PlayStation 5 version is $69.99. The PlayStation 4 version comes with a free upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version. So you will save $10 by purchasing the PS5 version. Or the, I'm sorry, the PS4 version. Make sure you do that. Everybody's been talking about it. I saw it referenced on Push Square. I saw IGN put up an article reminding people to buy the PS4 version. I'm sure Sony doesn't appreciate that. But save the money. Save yourself $10. Buy Horizon Forbidden West on the PS4 and then upgrade to the PS5 for free. <laughs> Uh, pick of the week this week for me, Sev. It's got to be Horizon Forbidden West. It can't be anything other. Well, as, as I said, I haven't, I haven't finished the first one, so I can't pick Horizon Forbidden West. Um, my, my pick's going to be River City Girl Zero. There you go. A solid choice. A solid choice. I think I'm very hyped for that. Like I said, I'm hyped for all five games this week. I think if I had to pick one that I wasn't going to play this week, it would be Total War Warhammer 3. But... I will probably attempt to play all five of these this week. Infernax, obviously Game Pass, Total War because of Game Pass, River City Girls. I'm hoping it won't be expensive because I do want to just pick that up. I can't imagine it'll be expensive. Maybe 10 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that. King of Fighters Gamefly, Horizon Forbidden West will be purchased. Should be a good week. Should be a good week. But Sev, we have a ton to talk about here because Nintendo decided they would grace us with the latest Nintendo Direct this past week. Now, I was live for this, just barely. I almost didn't go live. I forgot about it because this was the day that I found out that I was going to have to be moving. So this would have been on Wednesday the 9th when I found that out and my mind was all over the place. I forgot a Nintendo Direct was happening. I remembered at like 4.45, uh, and I think I went live at like 5.02 or 5.03. We just missed the opening announcement, but we went back and watched yeah, it yeah. at the end, so it was okay. Uh, if you did miss my reaction, go check it out. You can find it at youtube.com forward slash RPG era. It was a lot of fun. This was a pretty good Nintendo Direct, yeah. actually. So before we start running down everything that was revealed individually, as an overall, since you were there watching it with me live, how did you feel about this Nintendo I Direct? I thought this was fairly strong. Uh, strong might be an understatement. This was strong to great. Um, this was really good. Absolutely. Really good Direct. Absolutely. And obviously a lot of that can be attributed to Square Enix's mm-hmm. involvement with the Nintendo Direct because... I mean, as much as this was the Nintendo Direct, it was also a Square Enix Presents as well. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So let's start running down this because we have a lot to talk about here. So the opening announcement, we found out that a new Fire Emblem Warriors is in development. This one on Three Houses. So the official name of the game is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses. It'll be releasing on June 24th and is the next entry. It does not seem like it's... DLC. This does seem standalone, um, and it is a new entry in the Muso Warrior style. They did have Fire Emblem Warriors initially, right on the on the 3DS and Nintendo yeah. Switch. So this is a sequel to that, much in the style of of Hyrule Warriors or any of the Muso style games, like the one I just played through recently, Persona Five Strikers. Mm-hmm. So I'm always intrigued by these Muso type games because I really do enjoy them so much. But the last Fire Emblem Warriors was not that great of a Muso, but it was also five years ago. So I'm hoping in that time and all of the experience that Koei Tecmo has put together with these spinoff Dynasty Warrior style games in various other IPs, my hope is that Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses ends up being just as incredible as Persona 5 Strikers was. 
fair. So, um, yeah, I'm not really big on the Musou games. I think the only Musou ones I really played were Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. Um, but that, Good games, too. Yeah, Those are good. Because I'm a massive Dragon Quest fan, so I think they super appeal to me, whereas the Fire Emblem doesn't. Understandable. I mean, I just like the gameplay, which is why I tend to play all of them. I even play Dynasty Warriors and the spinoffs to that, just because I like the gameplay style. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love Fire Emblem. I think those games are great. I'm just not Musou's just not my thing. I was, I was shocked that it was a Fire Emblem Warriors announcement mm-hmm. during this direct and not a traditional Fire Emblem as everybody was thinking we were going to get during this Nintendo. Yeah, Direct. that's what I was hoping. The first like ten seconds I thought we were getting one and then it wasn't. It was the Warriors. So. Yeah. Which again could be cool, but I know that's not what a lot of people were looking for. But it is a good June title, so we'll see how it ends up going. We did find out that Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is getting released on April 8th with a new trailer. That game looks super fun. I can't wait for that. Yeah, and I know Kyle is really, really looking forward to it as well. This um, is. I, uh, I know he said he was. Yeah, gonna buy this it. is a day one for me. This is. I'm. I'm skipping Elden Ring. I'm skipping um, Horizon. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. All for Advance Wars One and Two. <laughs> yeah. What? This is. This is where my boat lies. This is. This is the re- direction I'm going. <laughs> Advance Wars One and Two. That's what. <laughs> that's what I'm in. Good yeah, games, yeah. though, man. I'm very excited to play through these again. I'll be interested to check out all the updates and changes that they made throughout the, you know, redevelopment of this game. Should be a lot of fun. And I'm glad it got confirmed for April 8th. That's not that long. Mm-hmm. Two months. Can't wait. No Man's Sky is coming to Nintendo Switch this summer. Who would have thought? I can't, I can't believe that that's coming to Nintendo Switch. But good on them. Good on them getting that running on the Switch and expanding the player base for No Man's Sky. Good on them. Yeah, if it can run on the Switch, then fair. Um, I know the Outer Worlds came out and the frame rate on that was really bad to begin with. Um, it was. I kind was. of expect um, No Man's Sky to be a similar situation. Um, I do too. And I, I can't imagine that anybody would stop playing it on Game Pass or something to go play it on Switch when it's available on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And a much better experience on there, so... Uh, but still, cool that it's coming yeah, to the yeah. Switch. I'm just curious to see how it ends up running. We found out that a new Mario Strikers is in development, this one called Battle League, and it'll be releasing on June 10th. This one looks so fun, dude. This is a total buy oh, for yes. me. This game looks incredible. Uh, yeah, if we can play this online, I'll kick your ass all, all day, Brian. Like, this should be cool. You probably would. You know, you, you in the land of the football over there. But... I really enjoyed both of our previous Mario Strikers, the one on the GameCube and then Charged on the Wii. I thought they were excellent sports games for Mario. Probably some of his strongest sports games to release. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of golf and tennis as well. But the gameplay that they had in in Strikers was incredible. And some of the changes and additions that they're making for Battle League, this game looks really freaking cool. Yeah, so I'm a massive fan of like offbeat sports games. Um, You said Mario Strikers, the Sega Soccer Slam on the PS2. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, and that was a GameCube game as well. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. So I'm, I'm well in on Mario Strikers Battle League. Like, I'm looking forward to this. I actually think I owned the GameCube version of Sega Soccer yeah. Slam. I remember playing the shit out of that game back in the day, dude. Like 2001, 2002-ish. That was a, that was a good game. I went game. back and completed it last year for the game challenge. It was one of my games on it there. Yeah, yeah. Did you really? Nice. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, we got a new trailer for Splatoon 3, this time focusing on the Salmon Run um, mode, I guess, that, that's found within the game. And we did find out that it will be releasing this summer. So I will give Splatoon 3 a chance when it comes out. I gave the first two a chance. I tend to always give Splatoon a chance because I like the concept of the game. It just never captivates me to where I stick with it. I always end up playing it for like a month or so, but then fall off. Hopefully this one hooks me, though. Yep, this really isn't my thing, but um, it does look cool. Yeah, it does look cool. Uh, I know you were pretty excited about this. Front Mission First Remake and Front Mission 2 Remake getting announced by Square Enix. Yeah, so you put anything in a tactical turn-based JRPG or strategy RPG, mate, and I'll, I'll drool all over it. Um, <laughs> this this looked great. Some mechs and some little grids on the floor that I can move them around in and level them up and stuff. Yeah, sign me up. I was never a huge fan of the Front Mission games. That was never something that I was super big into back during the golden age of the JRPG era when Square Enix was putting those out. So I wasn't, like, super impressed about the remakes of of Front Mission 1 and 2, but I do know that there is a big audience for those games that will pick up these releases for sure. Yeah, see, I I never played them um, to begin with, but just just seeing the gameplay type, that's absolutely my bag, so that's why I'm hyped for this. Yeah, you'll let me enjoy it. We had an announcement for a free-to-play racing game called Disney Speedstorm. 
this kind of resembles like the Sonic All-Star mm-hmm. Racing game, kind of. Um, it is not just exclusive to the Switch. It is coming pretty much everywhere. It doesn't look that exciting. No, I think it lost a few points when it said it was uh, free to play. Like, I don't really know. But because it is free to play, I will download it and check it out, but I will likely uninstall it just as fast as I install it. Yeah, see, I can't imagine um, that they will charge, or they probably will charge for some drivers, but there's no... There's no point releasing it if you if you can complete the whole game without having to buy any additional like drivers. Right. Like what's the yeah, paywall? Yeah. Where are so they making their money? There's got to be tracks that you have to pay for. So you'll probably get three tracks to begin with, and then have to pay for every additional track after that. Um, yeah, I, I still have a, a real gripe with free to play games, just because they never feel like they're going to end. You always feel like you have to keep putting more and more money in. Um, so yeah. Well, I, I will say a, a free to play game that I am really enjoying right now that seems to be nailing it, and we didn't talk about it, and I didn't mention it because I haven't. I've only I put about nineteen hours or so okay. far into it, but I want to put more time into it since it's an MMO. Lost Ark. Okay, fair enough. Lost Ark is is following that free to play model. I did toss them twenty five dollars for for one of the founders passes just to kind of you know show some support and, and get yeah. some early access to the game a couple days early. But man, what a great free to play game! I'm trying to get everybody I know to play Lost Ark because it is incredible. Um, we had another announcement: SD Gundam Battle Alliance. I wasn't I wasn't too hyped for this. Did you ever play? Uh, did you ever play a game called Gotcha Force on the GameCube? I oh, did so not. that was like a Capcom. They were like little toys, and they brawled around a 3D arena. Um, I put ridiculous amounts of hours into that. Um, and this kind of had a little. That's about what this looks yeah, like. That's yeah. about what this looks so I'm, like. I'm kind of I'm very intrigued by this. To be fair, if it's anything like that, I will give this a go. Yeah, this might be something you're interested in for sure. Then. Uh, one thing I am interested in is the Metroid Dread updates that are starting to drop. We did get a shadow drop that added some new difficulty options. I think they added an easy mode and like a, a nightmare mode or something like that. But they also confirmed that they were going to be adding a boss rush mode come April, which I think is a cool addition for Metroid Dread. Yeah, very cool. I've yet to pick Metroid Dread up, so I'm sure by the time I pick it up, all these updates will be out. So there's more bang for my buck in it. Yeah, I own it, but I have not finished okay. it yet. So it it is something I need to get back to. And and I don't really care about the difficult. I'm still playing on normal. Um, the boss rush thing is, is something that I might jump into, but probably not anytime yeah. soon uh, once it comes out. But I do want to still finish Dread. That is a game that I will finish in 2022. We have another announcement. Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. Finally getting revealed, a remastered version of Chrono Cross from the PlayStation. This one coming out on April 7th. It looks beautiful. I will play through this again. Yep, see, I've never heard... I've not, I would never heard. Uh, I never played through this. I've never heard of Chrono Cross. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shaunzi never shuts off by it. Um, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I never got a chance to play it the first time around, um, so I'm super excited for this coming out. Like, I'm... I'm yeah. yeah, great game. Fantastic, fantastic game. And it does give me hope, right, that uh, the Chrono series is not getting abandoned. Maybe we will get a new game in that franchise at one point. Yeah, I think... Uh, Who knows? Yeah, all signs point to, don't they? I hope so. We had a new trailer for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is releasing on, I think, March 25th. We found out that Kirby can basically swallow everything and, and turn into various objects like a fucking car, mm-hmm. which looks so badass. I can't wait for this game, dude. This is, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, so um, this trailer looked better and better than the last time we saw it. Um, it looks really um, Mario Odyssey-esque, um, and that's only, that's only a good thing, to be honest. So. It really does. This game looks massive. It looks beautiful. I think this could be something special, so I I hope they nail it. I really do. I hope they nail this. I can't wait to drive around as a fucking car, dude. Put your big old knife around it. Did you see the meme of Kirby swallowing the Traveler from Destiny? No, I didn't. Turning turning into the freaking, into the Traveler, so it's hilarious. (laughs) We had another announcement from Square Enix, this one, the Centennial Case, a Shijima story. Um, I'm not really familiar with what this is or anything like that, but it was highlighted and showcased. It seems interesting, but we'll have to see what it ends up being. I know you were intrigued about this. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series getting announced. A couple remakes of some old Klonoa games. Yeah, I played a little bit of these on the, one of them was on the PS2. I remember playing it, playing a little bit when I was younger. Um, So yeah, I'm happy for this to come back. I'll I'll jump into these and give them another bash. Yeah, these were fun games. I likely might find myself playing through them again at some point. I don't know that I would get them right away, but these were fun games. And, you know, with the updates and stuff, probably still would be fun. So who knows? 
Uh, I'm sure Frank was popping a, a major boner over this. We had the Portal Companion Collection get announced for Nintendo Switch, a collection of Portal 1 and Portal 2 on, on Switch, which is uh, interesting that they're continuing to keep Portal alive with no Portal 3 yet. Mm-hmm. This is just the first Valve game on a Nintendo system. Heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So interesting. I'm sure Frank will probably get this to play it on the go. I can't imagine he would pass that up. Um, I'm really excited about this. A, another announcement. Live Alive, an HD 2D remake getting announced by Square Enix. This game never has been released in English before. It was always landlocked in Japan when it came out. We are getting a worldwide release on July 22nd. I am fucking excited. Yeah, so um, this is a complete blind spot to me. I'd never even heard of this game. Um, But wow, it looked great. I'm not surprised because, again, Japan only. I think for BG Mania, we've played a few Mm -hmm. tracks from the game on prior episodes, but that's it. It's a Yoko Shimomura soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm very excited yeah, about they're, this. Yeah, they're using that HD 2D art style, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump into this day one regardless. Yep, me too. Me too. It should be fun. Hope it's mm-hmm. good. Uh, I'm excited about this, actually. Nintendo Switch Sports was announced. Yep. This is the next evolution of Wii Sports. So we're getting all the sports that we're used to, but some new ones, including badminton and um, volleyball. And something else, too, which is really cool. Oh, the one where you hit each other with sticks. Oh, uh, Chambar or, or something. Batons or whatever. Yeah, something like and you that. Get a football, a football super as cool. well. Yeah, super cool. Coming on April 29th. Um, I think this is actually going to be a pretty big game. I think it should be free. It is being advertised as a $60 game. But I, I, I think this game has a lot of potential, and I think a lot of people will pick it up. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm going to pick it up. I popped for it when it was um, was shown off. I'm not sure why we need um, tennis and badminton, to be honest, but um, it, it's there, isn't it? And then I like that they did say they were going to add golf afterwards. because uh... mm-hmm. Golf coming later this year. I, I like that they're committing to adding new sports through DLC. Uh, another announcement. We had Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival, one of those rhythm drum-based games. Um, they had one that just released on Game Pass, too, that I installed and quickly uninstalled because they're very hard to play with a controller. I imagine this one would be just as hard to play with a controller, unless you got to do some touch stuff with the with the Switch, maybe. I don't know. break that screen. But yeah, didn't they announce... Um, Probably. Was it like a Battle Pass sort of thing? Or like a... a yeah. A script? Mm. Comes with a Zelda song or something. Like 500 yeah. songs or something like that. So if this is your jam, then I'm, I'm guessing that's really cool for you guys. Oh, yeah. Massive game in terms of a library mm-hmm. for songs. Uh, We got the announcement that the Triangle Strategy Prologue demo, which includes the first three chapters of the game, is now available to download, which I did do, but I've not jumped into it yet. Um, I will play through this. And they did say that your progress will carry over. So this is theoretically like the game being released already. It's the first three Mm -hmm. chapters. Like, that'll probably take me from now until the game comes out to get through based on all the games that are coming out. So that's a pretty cool deal. When's the game come out? Do they put a date on the game? March March 3rd. 3rd. Like, it's soon. Yeah, it's soon. Okay, so I I probably won't download the demo. I will just buy the game when it releases and uh, get through it that way because I'm playing other stuff at the moment. But it is, it is. Yeah, this should be a great game, though. This should be a great, and it's one that I'm very much looking forward to, and I know Kyle's going to be getting it to Yeah, yeah, well. definitely. I'm in on that boat. Yep, it looks good. We found out that Getsufumadin Undying Moon is now available on Nintendo Switch, which is a cool get. That was only available on PC at the time up until the Switch release. Uh, it's kind of like a, a Castlevania-style mm-hmm. game. It's actually pretty cool looking. I, I might check it out now that it's on the Switch. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online got Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings added to the service, which I know Dan was freaking mm-hmm. out about. And now that that is happening... It's only a matter of time before we get Mother 3 at this is point, it, right? Only a matter it, of time. I think it's the carrot on the stick to keep us invested. Like, you'll come back to these directs every time just because they might do Mother 3. Um, but, yeah, it, it, but one day they're going to have to. One day they will have to do it. Yeah, And everybody will cry when yeah, they do. Kind of like the Final Fantasy VII remaster. Like, they were going to have to do it. It's got to happen. Have to do it eventually. Got to happen. Shenmue. Got to happen. <laughs> 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 Give me Shenmue 4. Ah, okay, so interesting here, as we get down to our final two announcements from the Nintendo Direct, our, our lead-up to the big announcement was the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass getting announced, which theoretically confirms that Mario Kart 9 or um, Nintendo Kart or whatever they end up calling it after this is still at least 
two years away because they did say that this booster course pass would include 48 courses getting remade from various other Mario Kart games and that they would all be released by the end of 2023. So that theoretically should confirm nothing new Mario Kart related or kart related in general until at least 2024, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this booster course pass is $25, but it also is included with the expansion pass to Nintendo Switch Online, the same expansion pass that gets you access to N64 and Sega Genesis games, as well as the Animal Crossing um, New Horizons update that was released back in whenever it was. I don't remember. December, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Something like that. But putting this on the expansion pass does give that more value. And I think they're going to continue to do this, right? Every time we see an expansion pass like this, they're going to include it with Nintendo Switch Online to give people an incentive to sign up for the bonuses. Yeah, I mean, if, you, um, if you're if you Nintendo hardcore and you play all the Nintendo mainstay stuff, then it, it's going to become a no-brainer to pick it up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'm going to have to cave and just sign up for the expansion yeah. pass. I haven't done it yet, but I will eventually. Um, but I'm, I think I'm most intrigued about what this means for Mario Kart, but also what this could mean for the future of the Nintendo Switch. Because in our predictions a few weeks ago, I was under the assumption that a new kart racing style game would launch alongside a new version of a Nintendo Switch, like a Super Nintendo Switch, in 2023. That clearly is not going to happen. But... The fact that this is going to the end of 2023 does not rule out the fact that a Super Nintendo Switch could still release in 2023. Because of backwards compatibility that the Super Nintendo Switch would have with the Nintendo Switch, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe would still run on the Super Nintendo Switch, so you still would be able to get the courses delivered to you regardless if you were playing the Switch or the Super Nintendo Switch. So I don't think that rules the fact out. But I think it throws a wrench into the formula. Could we think on the Super Nintendo Switch we'll get a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Plus with everything included on one cut? Either that or you won't even just need to buy it. Like if you just own it, it's automatically there. You know what I mean? Which is a possibility. Because again, if with backward compatibility, you don't need to theoretically buy it again. You could. They might release it for those that never owned a Switch to buy the Super Nintendo Switch version. But if you already own the Switch version, there will be no need. At least that's my assumption. Because I still fully believe the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo Switch to be next year. That I'm sticking yeah. with it. I'm sticking with Stick that prediction. Guns. I am. I'm sticking with it. Stick to your guns, baby. Our big announcement at the end of the Nintendo Direct was the one I was waiting for most. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 getting officially announced with a September 2022 release month. I'm excited. This game looks incredible. I love everything about Xenoblade. I've loved every game that's released in that franchise. Obviously, I love Xenosaga and Xenogears as well, which are loosely tied to Xenoblade. I'm very excited about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, so I picked up uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition maybe a few weeks ago um, because I'm nice, nice. I'm completely blind in this area. I love JRPGs, um, but I, I completely missed this. Um, so yeah, I kind of need to get through Xenoblade Chronicles and then do the second one uh, in time for the third one to release because all the hype I've yep. heard around it is that it's a great series, so it's something I need to jump into, really. And eventually, when they port Xenoblade Chronicles X from the Wii U to the Switch, you'll need to play that as well. Yes. <laughs> the last holdover of Wii U ports. I think that's the only one that has not been brought over to the okay. Nintendo Switch at this point. And I don't know why. Like, that game should just be on the Switch at this point because everything mm-hmm. else is. So why not? Why not? But that was our Nintendo Direct. And I think that was actually a pretty good Direct to kick off 2022. It got people hyped for the Switch. They had a lot of good announcements in there. They gave us a lot to look forward to, a lot of surprises. I was enjoy- I, I was impressed. I enjoyed yeah, it a it lot. Yeah, it was chunky. It was juicy. It was like a good burger. I'm very happy with it. That'll probably be our only Nintendo Direct, like our only big Nintendo Direct until the the E3 Direct or somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll we'll probably get another Direct at the end of May or early June. I anticipate us getting a Pokemon Direct before then, like a a you know just Pokemon centric Direct from the Pokemon Company. That'll likely happen in March or April. But in terms of Nintendo Directs, we'll probably be sitting until May or June until our next one. That'll focus on the rest of 2022. Hopefully that will have our info on Breath of the Wild 2 and 
whatever's coming up for Donkey Kong because the rumors of that new game being uh, being in production. Did you see that I I scooped it up for a dollar in Fantasy Critic just out of out of which prep? one's that? Sorry, the new Donkey Kong platforming game that's not announced oh, yet. Oh yeah, I did. I, I've also got a little beef with Zanku because I placed a good bid on Xenoblade Chronicles Three to pick that up, and he managed to snag that. I did too. You 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 and I also put you and I both put a fifteen dollar bid on Xenoblade yeah, Chronicles yeah, Three, and... but he ended up putting like a twenty some dollar bid on it and and beat us out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, checked them all this morning. I only got like two. Uh, he also scooped up Mario Strikers Battle League and and Live Alive. Yeah, after that yeah. Direct. He's always filled out his list, hasn't he? Yep, yeah. yep. Whereas I only I I didn't pick up anything out of the direct. I I did pick up the unannounced Donkey Kong platforming game because again I wanted to spend a dollar on it and not twenty dollars later. So I will sit on that in hopes yeah. that they announce it this year. <laughs> Oh man, good director. Yeah, yeah, I did good. enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But you know what that music means, Seb. Before we get out of here, we do have to do a little kickstart my heart. And this week, I found a hand-drawn Metroidvania based on Japanese folklore. The name of this game is called Bo. At least I think that it's it's B O, but the O is stylized with a line over it. I'm sure that's not pronounced Bo, but I'm pronouncing it Bo. <laughs> So Bo, Path of the Teal Lotus, is a 2.5D platformer with Metroidvania elements based in a world of Japanese folklore. You'll be able to use your legendary Bo staff to bounce and move fluidly through a delightfully demonic East Asian fever dream. Use the tight movement and reset system to reach areas efficiently and gracefully, or make an intense yet satisfying recovery while floundering for footing. Fluid jumping, bouncing, aerial, acrobatic platforming, and combat are taken to new levels of flow and complexity, becoming central to the gameplay. Unravel the mysteries of an original untold tale from Japanese folklore. You play as Bo, a Tentahana, which is a celestial blossom, that descended from the heavens to play a key role in a mysterious ancient ritual. Bo is the wielder of a shape-shifting bow staff that serves as their main weapon and the conduit of mystical abilities that are unlocked throughout the game. So the game will contain a multitude of Japan-inspired environments that pay homage to Japanese folklore and aesthetics, all rendered in a unique hand-drawn art style. Uh, it says they are heavily inspired by video games such as Okami, Hollow Knight, Paper Mario, Dust Force, and Celeste, and anime such as Spirited Away, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, Princess Mononoke, and Mononoke itself. So, first glance, looking at what's here for Bo, what do you think? I think the art style is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? And the way they're describing the game, yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I think this is. It definitely looks like a heavy Hollow Knight inspired experience. Yeah, yeah, um, it's really nice. I'm liking this. Yeah, definitely looks like a game that I could get behind when it does come mm-hmm. out. Um, it says here, if we because we already talked about the features, so if we scroll down a little bit here. Uh, the soundtrack is being done by Moises Camargo. I'm not familiar with that name, um, but it says it is taking inspiration from film titles and video games such as Spirited Away. Oh, the game's already talked about. Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, Monster Hunter Rise, Akami, Hollow Knight, Xenoblade Chronicles, and Pokemon. So that's kind of cool. Um, they were looking for 35000 US dollars. This team is based out of where? Where are they based out of? Thailand. Okay. Uh, so they were looking for thirty-five thousand U.S. dollars. They're currently sitting at one hundred and eight thousand one hundred and twenty-four. So they shattered mm-hmm. their goal. Um, throughout stretch goals at thirty-five thousand, we got the game fully funded. At forty-five thousand, they confirmed a Nintendo Switch port. At forty-seven thousand, we got access to a cinematic mode. At fifty-five thousand, we got a new animated intro with music. Seventy thousand got us a boss rush mode. Seventy-five thousand gets us the trial of Ten Tihana which is a new hardcore platforming nice. gauntlet. 85,000 got us a musical mayhem. So they're adding sheet music to the game, an original soundtrack expansion, plus some chiptune remixes and lo-fi remixes. Nice, nice. And then at 125,000, they're going to be adding new team members to the, to the team to speed up the development process to get the game out sooner, adding more animation and art and more levels and features to the game as well. Nice. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So they're anticipating having the game out by September 2023. And it looks like the cheapest way to get a copy would be to pledge 20 US dollars. We'll get you a digital copy of the game for PC, your name in the credits, and wallpaper. So not bad. Not bad. And 20 bucks is about right for the style of yeah, game, yeah. I think. 
I think Hollow Knight was around that too when it came out. Um, this game obviously looks just like that. This looks like a freaking blast, dude. I'm really intrigued by this. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. I, I'll probably pick it up when it comes to the Switch. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely keeping my eye on this one. Yeah, I think a Switch. I think the Switch might be the uh, might be the the platform I tend to gravitate toward as well, unless it ends up being you know, significantly later than the PC version, then I might just jump for the PC yeah. version. Um, I think Dan and Kyle would also fall in love with this game. So I know they're listening. I encourage both of you guys to go check this out on Kickstarter. Again, the name of this one is Bo, B-O, and kickstarter.com. It's already hit its goal. Still 17 days to go, so we still have plenty of time to smash some stretch goals. Let's see how high we can get mm-hmm. this one. And we'll be looking forward to this uh, September 2023, potentially, if not sooner, maybe even sooner, depending on uh, if they hit that next stretch goal and get more team members or not. So how exciting. Go check it out. Name of the game, Bo on Kickstarter. Oh, but Sev, that is going to bring us to the close of Max Level this week, your debut on the Max Level podcast. And you know how we close things out. Kyle usually graces us with his PP. So that being said, sir. Would you like to play with Kyle's PP no, this week? No means no. Oh. I do not want to play with Kyle's okay. PP. Um, I did not expect that. <laughs> I thought you would be jumping at joy. No, unfortunately not. Okay, well then how do you want to close the show um, this week, I Seth? would like to say some closing words, since this is my first time on uh, the Max Level podcast, um, and I'm probably going to butcher this if I can go ahead. Um, so those of you in the Discord may have seen uh, a few months ago when Brian was trying to uh, restructure the Max Level podcast um i asked him specifically to keep in the intro the welcome home part um and that's because uh max level and rpg era they feel like home to me like these i've been around here trolling for about two years now having lots of fun um i love everyone here i love brian i love dan i love frank i love sean i love bedroff and shoot and techie and jack jackax and everyone else in the discord oh kyle as well you almost forgot kyle um <laughs> but yeah so if there's anyone out there listening who's not in the discord if you want to feel like you're among friends like come and join in welcome welcome home is what i want to say you should uh yeah thanks for having me is basically what i want to say this episode of the max level podcast has been brought to you by rpgera.com please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of where you're listening If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and Twitch and make sure you're subscribed or following at both places with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for this episode. Oh yeah.